Ultra. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers, one unexpected apple at a time. I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today we're talking about Minute 207, which starts with Legolas saying 43, really haughtily, and ends with Merry and Pippin following in floating apple breadcrumb trail. Yes. Back to its source. Where, what could it be? I don't know. Maybe it's the room behind them that we can see clearly. Yeah, maybe. That we are looking out of the doorway of at the end of the minute. So this minute opens with uh, one of my favorite little jokes between Legless and Gimli in the trilogy. Which is very uh, anachronistic, Yes, I would say. Yes. He's twitching because he's got my axe embedded in his nervous system. Is Gimli a witch? Is Gimli a witch? Is Gimli a doctor? What is this? <laughs> it's funny, but it doesn't... It makes... It makes about as much sense as meat's back on the menu, boys. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's just, you know, Peter Jackson's brand. <laughs> Anachronistic jokes? I guess. That have to do with gore? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense to me. The idea that this is just a random extra, and then they're just like, okay, we've got to twitch now. Twitch, twitch. Twitch, twitch, twitch. Like... Flop, 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 flop. <laughs> While John Reese davies is sitting on their stomach. Like, is that for really, like... That's, that's just, that. that's one of the prosthetic artists, yeah. But, like, is that really John Reese davies or did they, like, put his face in... No, that's, that's, that's John. Like, they didn't, like, put his face... On the like, the 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 size double, the scale double. No, that that's John Reese Davies. How big is this guy? I think you're being fooled by the fact that he's sitting. Oh, yeah. I guess so. It's so. not all lining up quite right. You also might be able to hide the length of his legs when he's sitting, depending on how you dress him with the armor and everything. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, this is. This is silly and anachronistic, and why does why does Gimli know what a nervous system is? <laughs> or how it works. Yeah, or that... And I mean, that's not how it works. Does it not? It, it, I don't think it would. I feel like you'd have to be able to send an electrical charge to get that to happen. So, he is a witch. I guess. Or, he has an electrically charged axe. In his arsenal, which is scary. It's just, this axe was struck by lightning once. It's like the Mjolnir of axes. What's the, what's Thor's axe's name? I just realized Thor had an axe at one point. <laughs> I don't remember what oh, it's called. I don't, I don't know what his axe from the comics is called. But the MCU version of Stormbreaker is an axe. Yeah. God, I hate that. Anyway. Before we talk about Infinity War again. You don't need a weapon to be cool. You need a weapon, Thor. No, stop. Stop. Just needs a weapon strong enough to hurt Thanos. Stop, MCU. What are you doing? 
Anyway. So Gimli's a witch. Then um, we, we move away from Helm's Deep. Wait, okay, 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 okay. So, as far as this Legolas and Gimli interaction goes, we talked about it yesterday, but, like, Legolas is so petulant here. 43. Like, he, he, acts, he acts so young. And yeah. I know that's just because Orlando Bloom's like what twenty one, but like yeah, he's he's a, he's a baby. Do do we do we think that this is like do we agree with Orlando Bloom that this isn't in keeping with his character, or do we, having seen the the conclusion of this, do we, um, hold by our statement about elves? I I think this is fine. I think this holds with some reading of elves as being a little like Fae. And like childlike. Yeah. Because this is a competition. Right. He's just being very competitive. Because he's an elf and he's better than other people. Yeah, just because just he's, uh, he wants to win. To prove that he is a superior elf to this dwarf. And... So, I guess our cover art for this season... Is reflected here because when we play games, like board games, I must win. At home, I feel like I am a little like legless when I lose. <laughs> I'm always just like rematch, rematch. I'm knocking I love over you. your piece. <laughs> just, I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> it flipped the table, <gasps> like Thor. <laughs> so he was. He was already dead. He was twitching. Yeah, okay, so also, is this in keeping with, like, Legolas's, like, non-concept of death? <laughs> Do you think? Like, oh, it's moving, it's alive. Oh, it's moving, it can't be dead. I don't really know what death is, but I know that they stop moving. <laughs> if it's moving, it's not dead. Arrow. But. It was moving. Oh my god, he's a toddler. Getting back to that in particular, the he's already dead. Where Legolas shot him might not necessarily kill that orc if he's still alive. At least not instantly. Do you think that's to be a petty bitch and and prove a point? Because he's aiming, like, he shoots, like, inches below Gimli's, like... Crotch. Yeah. Which is why the reaction shot from Gimli is, excuse me? (laughs) I'm sorry, What? I'm I'm just trying to live my that life. That one puff of smoke comes out, and Gimli's a little smoking, slack, John. Smoking a pipe. It's, what? <laughs> Bro, no. <laughs> but yeah, this is... I don't know, this is just silly. It always makes me laugh. Yeah. It's just, oh, that's not bad for a pretty elvish princely. Pointy-eared elvish princeling. Yeah. And Legolas is so upset. He's just so mad. <laughs> What? What do you mean I lost? Bro, you didn't. It's fine. Yeah, no, you were just you just came we up. We crunched with... the numbers. It's it's cool. <laughs> we re we recounted for you. It's all right. <laughs> you can kill twelve orcs a second. You're good, man. You're good. Yeah, how many seconds was this? Uh like thirty five minutes worth. Not even in, in, in like real time. Like how many hours of movie was this? Yeah. <laughs> A ridiculous number of seconds yeah. have gone by. No, I understand. Like, I understand the point that this... Or, not the point. The... 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 The thing that this 
accomplishes, like... And then the moment that this is the the prelude to. The prelude. What do you mean? This is, I mean, this is the moment that leads into the moment with the, the Oliphant and Return of the King. Oh, yes, yes. That only Still counts. only counts as mm-hmm. one. So, if that's the case, that ladder only counts as one? I guess that's the only way you can get 42 out of that. You only shot one guy. He didn't even shoot a guy. Yeah, he didn't even kill a guy. He just shot no, but a he rope. did. I His mean, actions are directly responsible for that ladder falling and crushing 200 orcs. Maybe Gimli only counts people you actually hit with your weapon. Well, he should have specified These are the that. rules of the game. He should have specified that at the beginning. Maybe these are the rules of the game. They agree to off screen. You can't have the rules established off screen. That's why Legolas only counts 42. You have to establish the rules where in in open, in the open. You I can't... mean, this isn't a scene from the theatrical No, anyway. I know, I know, but it's in the, this movie. Yeah. Pretty much, like, pretty much all the scenes from here on out until the You've Forgotten One of the Chief Characters, Samwise the Brave, that whole thing. Pretty much all those scenes between now and then are all added back in for the extended. Mm-hmm. They're pretty much, pretty much none of them are in the theatrical version of the movie. I remembered what I was trying to say. Mm. I understand the purpose that this scene provides in that it's like a happy joke thing after like a really heavy battle. Yeah. But all the same. The, the denouement. We're here to rip it apart, so, you know. Yeah, we're going we're to take this part piece by it's piece. It's the name of the game. See, we established our rules not off camera. Right. Or off mic, as it were. Off camera? It only counts Where? as one. The webcam that's staring at you? Google is watching. Hi, FBI. Always. <laughs> then we go from Legolas and Gimli to Merry and Pippin. Yes, one comedic duo to the next. And... I I think this is just very classic Marion Pippin comedy. They're just very it's very British comedy. We haven't heard them speak to each other in a while. Yeah. I was like, oh but I this miss is, these guys. This is just like wonderful, dry British comedy. I love this sort of thing. Mm. Just Huh. What a shame he's stuck up there. Oh, I'm sure it's a nice view though. Here's a very fine establishment. <laughs> the staff is very nice. You're so cheeky, Pippin. Just so good. Or and then Mary is measuring his height back to Pippin's again. We get some closure on the end draft. <laughs> Just and picking something out of his hair. I wasn't doing anything. Nothing. The world is back to normal. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm starving. <laughs> Just like it's this wonderful quality of all four hobbits that when they're not directly being threatened. They revert right back to being very hobbity. Mm. They just go right back to... Especially these two. Yeah. They just go right back to their their cheeky little selves. They're back on... They're back at it again. Yep. Back <laughs> at it again at Isengard. <laughs> so, okay. How tall are Merry and Pippin now? They're like four foot? Just shy, I think. So they're standing in two feet of water. Maybe. Pretty close. It's probably closer to, like, a foot and a half. They're, like... Because they're, like, I think they end their lives at around three foot ten. But do they keep growing? I don't think so. I thought they were... I would have to double check. I thought they were 
over four feet because that's why they're just like, oh my god. They're like the tallest hobbits ever. Yeah. But the the tallest hobbit before them, I think, is also a Took. Right. The Tooks are just fairly tall for hobbits. Four and a half feet. Oh, man. Surpassing Pippin's ancestor, Bull Roarer Took, who was four feet and five inches tall. There you go. So, yeah. They end their lives at four and a half feet tall. But they're not that tall by the end of this movie. They're they're a little taller. Because they, they don't grow, a, like, a full, like, eight inches during that end draft scene. At least I don't... I wouldn't have concepted but it that would, way. But would they... Would they keep growing? Maybe. I don't... I don't know if that's how that works. Mm-hmm. How does the end draft work? I don't know. It's magical tree water. Would that keep you growing over the course of time that you're not exposed to it, or... Because they do grow quite a bit. Yeah. They do grow quite a bit. So... Four and a half feet tall. Yeah, so they're standing in, like, over two feet of water. Yeah. You know, it, That's they gross. can't be that tall at the end of this movie because it doesn't track with the last scene, with the four of them all together. Maybe they forgot. May, I mean, <laughs> the end draft scene's not in the theatrical, so maybe they never filmed a shot that showed Mary and Pippin being significantly taller. Yeah. But we know. But we know. We, we know. know. <laughs> so there's that, I guess. This is this to me is just so adorable of, of Pippin. No, it's not. I'm starving. And then they're talking about where they're gonna find some food. And then Pippin looks down, and there's an apple floating in the water. <laughs> he picks it up, and then he looks up and makes the exact same face he did with Fellowship after he got hit in the head with an apple. <laughs> Which I had never put together until you were just like, "I love that throwback to Fellowship," and I was like, "What are you talking about?" Just that face that Pippin makes. And then you just made the face looking up to the sky. And I was like, oh, right. Where'd this apple come from? (laughs) Is there an apple scene in Return of the King? Because you need a hat trick. I don't know. You need an apple trick. Like, does Pippin make that face again somewhere? It's the rule of threes. Like That's the face Pippin gives Denethor when he's eating those tomatoes. Ew, ew, ew. It's just... Ew. uh, Because he got tomato on his face. That's gross. Where'd that come from? (laughs) Yeah, that would be that would be funny if it was just like someone tosses him a tomato and he does the same thing. Yeah. That'd be pretty good. Apple, apple, tomato. <laughs> Apparently, when uh, they were filming this, when they were getting ready to film it, the prop department was just like, so the apples don't float. <laughs> and the guys, one of the guys in the commentary is just like, but apples absolutely float. I know apples float. That's why, you know, apples float. So they go and they test them and sure enough, they drop them in the water. It sinks right to the bottom. Wow, that's a dense apple. And, like, they're playing around with this for a little while, so they un- they take the core out of some apples and fill them with polyurethane and get them to float. And then they realize that the apples they were initially testing for floating were wax apples that the prop department had forgotten were wax apples. They looked so good, they thought they were real apples. That's so weird. And just no one had realized that these were wax apples. Nobody, like, thought to smell it and be like, oh, this isn't a real apple? Maybe it's got scented wax. What? For authenticity. How would that... Why would that matter on camera? I don't know. God, they're so extra. It might matter for the actor. They're so extra. No, I don't buy that at all. Nobody thought to, like, put it to their face 
Apparently not. They were just like, why aren't the apples floating? So and then they tried to make apples smell the apple. Float. Like, is this a real apple? And there were just some wax apples mixed in with the real apples. Oh my god. <laughs> and they're just like, these aren't real apples. Good job, guys. Wouldn't they have figured that out when they go to core the apple? Apparently they didn't core wax apple. What? What? And uh, there's a turkey you can see just at the end of this minute floating in the water. Yes. Which is apparently uh, filled with polyurethane. Because they find it later, right? Yeah, it's floating into the scene just as the end of this minute ends. Yeah. Pippin hasn't noticed it yet. (laughs) Apple? It's my lucky day. Oh, shit. Turkey dinner. There's a turkey. I guess that's in keeping with this week for our American listeners. Yeah. (laughs) Mary and Pippin find a turkey dinner the week of Thanksgiving. (laughs) It's perfect. It is. They're here. They've come. The turkeys are here. (laughs) The turkeys are here. (laughs) Uh, This is a good little moment. It gives closure to the... To the end draft thing. Mm-hmm. We get a little throwback to Fellowship. Yeah, I was wondering where Wormtongue was. He's also just... He was probably napping. So they're both napping. Like, And then Saruman was just like, Get up! Look at this! What is this? The thing that woke Wormtongue up was like, one of the buildings that... One of the structures that actually fell was a loud enough noise that Wormtongue startled from his nap. <laughs> Takes off his little black sleeping mask. <laughs> Because he totally has a sleeping mask. It just says boss-ass bitch on it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he would have a black sleeping mask. I think it would be, like, pink and black zebra stripes. <laughs> With just, like, really tacky embroidery. It's something he got from Saruman, because it's got, like, those keep-the-temperature little soft... Oh, the little beads. Like, li- yeah. beads, yeah. just on the back side. <laughs> Saruman has one, too. His little spa mask. Yeah. We well, keep Saruman's this... needs to be rainbow. Yes, absolutely. I think he's got a night shirt that's rainbow. <laughs> I mean, he's just in front of the mirror at night. I'm Saruman the many-colored. Now I want a stupid... <laughs> this is this this serves no point. But, like, I want a stupid um, little montage of Wormtongue and Saruman's, like, celebratory spa day. When they think they've won. Yeah. They've got, like, the the, the face mask the and the cucumber. They're getting mani-pedis. <laughs> Wormtongue's getting all the all black nail polish. <laughs> Saruman's is all different colors. It's all sparkly. <laughs> yeah, it's all different colors and glittery. <laughs> I'm still mad we don't get to see Saruman the many colored in the movies. He lives in our hearts. Yeah. Just, I've always just imagined just crystals scattering the light. It would have been marvelous. Fabulous, perhaps, is the better word. But yeah, man, Wormtongue is just panicking. They could have just gotten, like, you know, a local high school's, like, they could have raided a local high school's prop closet for, like, a Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat thing. Coat, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because that's exactly how I've always, like, like, thought of in my brain, is Saruman and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Which I think we talked about with Fellowship. Yes. Yes. You know what's not great? Mm. That musical. It's fine. It's fine. It's serviceable. Jesus Christ Superstar, also, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. The title song is, like, really fun. It was the 
eighties, seventies? I think the seventies, late seventies, maybe. I'm not sure when that came out. I'm not sure when either came out. It seems like seventies thing. The growing, uh, the growing, like satirical use of Christian imagery in media kind of starts in the late sixties and the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. Is it satire though? I think uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, I think there's definitely an element of satire. Okay. It's just strange that, like, so many, like, Christian youth theaters do it now. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> I've, just, I've never looked at that musical and gone, oh, this is supposed to be taken seriously. Because how can you? I mean, we're living in a post-Book of Mormon world, so... That's true. Where it is, it, it is at once um, satirical, but also, like, lovingly so. One of... One of my good friends that is also, like, a nerd that I play magic with is a Mormon yeah. and loves that musical. Yeah, I know quite a few uh, who, he, like, hate it and also they're just like, yeah. Who is just like, he uh, he made a post about um, the song I Believe mm-hmm. and, like, broke it down line by line and, like, the things they're referencing about Mormonism that they're kind of making fun of, but, like what those things actually mean. Yeah. And I'm like, that's really cool. <laughs> actually. Welcome to Musical Minute. Um, <laughs> but so yeah. that's Saruman Spa Day. Saruman Spa that. Day. Just, I love the panic look on both their faces. They're looking off opposite sides of the balcony. Well, I But you can tell Wormtongue Saruman... is just about to turn around and be like, what the f- <laughs> is <laughs> this? Saruman is panicked. I think Wormtongue is a little more bewildered. Like, he just woke up from that nap. He is so far he, out of his depth. He, haha. He is, uh, he is where Saruman was, like, 15 minutes ago. Just, what? Why are there trees? I thought I cut all these trees down. Why, why are they moving? Oh my god. Oh, crap. That's, okay. I have a problem. <laughs> they're eating her. And now they're going to eat me. Oh, my God. <laughs> then, he goes, then Wormtongue wakes up and he just has the same progression of just, like, bewilderment into horror. Into, oh, no. Into, how do I escape? How do I get down? We'll find out. Where do I go? We will find out how Saruman gets down. <laughs> Wormtongue's thinking the same thing. How do I get out of here? I've I've made my mistakes. Saruman, Saruman, let down your long hair. <laughs> he just rolls out the flying carpet and flies away. What? He's a wizard. Wrong Disney. Movie. He can make a flying carpet, right? Why not? Uh Yeah, I mean, if the wizards could fly, Gandalf would not have been trapped on top of this tower. Yeah. That's true. They get all their powers taken away, or, like, bestowed to them when they unlock the next level, except flight. Yeah. No flight. You can't fly. Can anyone fly in Middle-earth that don't have wings? I don't think so. I was gonna say. I was just gonna end with in in Middle-earth, and then I was like, wait, birds. Duh. (laughs) The eagles. (laughs) The fell beasts. Yes. As the Nazgul flies. Because do, um, do the Valar fly? They walk. They talk about what, them just walking everywhere. Or sailing. Yeah. I don't know. 
They're also like crazy powerful. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be like, oh no, of course they can't fly. No, I, if they can, whatever. It's just something that their dad can do. He's like, I'm saving this for me. And I guess the eagles can do it too. Yeah, birds can fly too. It's fine. <laughs> and bats and whatever the hell those things are. Oh my god, is that a dragon? Did I make a mistake? <laughs> Morgoth. <laughs> Morgoth must have done this. No, 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 no. Uh, Iluvatar never stops calling him Melkor. Oh, that's his real name. Morgoth Dad. is the is the bad name his brothers and sisters gave him after he was bad, but Dad still calls him Melkor. He still loves him. He's like, uh, well, I guess you're going to the void, but I still love you, son. I'm just disappointed. Call me. He's like, never. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then Melkor is just. General Zodding his way through the void. General Zodding. <laughs> oh my god. That's the way anyone anytime someone's just like, oh, they're they're banished to the void. I'm all my brain immediately just goes to Superman 2. Yep. Just oh, the little glass piece. <laughs> That's all I can think of. Just oh yeah. Makes perfect sense to me. You're stuck in a two-dimensional space. Drab, just tumbling along. The, what's it called? The negative zone? What's it, what is it called? Phantom zone. Yes. Phantom zone. The negative zone or something the like that. The negative zone. So, no, like, is a, Earth, like, the positive zone? <laughs> well, no, it's, is it in, uh, in, in Marvel, it's the negative, negative something. Um... It's like the negative zone or something in Marvel, but in DC it's the Phantom Zone. Oh, I know very little about, like, galactic Marvel. Because in Marvel, like, they build a prison in the negative zone. Like, Reed Richards builds a prison in, like, that that space. But yeah, we're from the website <laughs> DuelingGenre.com. I'm lost somewhere. I'm confusing. In the Phantom Zone. In the Phantom Zone. <laughs> Tumbling about. Uh, if you head to the website, you can check out some other podcasts that aren't movies by minutes related. Like the protagonist podcast, Doctor's Companion, which Cassandra also hosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Geek by Night and Immunities are a couple of audio dramas. Uh, there's also uh, Having a Friend for Dinner, the Hannibal podcast. Yep. So go check those out. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow to keep talking about Mary and Pippin in this storage room they seem to be finding. Pantry. A pantry. Grocery store. I have a question. Okay. About this space. And we'll get to tomorrow. Yeah. Bye. Bye.